This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. hello. All right, we continue Spooktober. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some people may think it's scary, some people may think it's stupid. Outside the window pane. I found it terrifying. M Night Shamalama Ding Dongs. Signs. Yep. Look at him. So. First of all, I know... up your eyes and watch the signs. No Ace of Ace. Oh. Ever again. Nazis. <laughs> so I know the three of us saw this together, right? In the theater? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, was it now 13 years ago? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I know I was still living in my old apartment. So it's been a while. And we don't usually all go see movies together. I mean, like the big ones, like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or something, but yeah, that's about it. So that's kind of weird. Um, we're yeah, still, so we're off, still waiting to see what he would do next after the Sixth Sense. After him. Right, so that was going to be my, my question. So first off, do you guys enjoy this movie? I mean, all right, we'll get into it, but do you guys enjoy this movie? Yeah. Or did it, enjoy this movie? It was all right. Most of it. Okay. Um, I'll just say for me, the first time I watched it, I was scared out of my mind. The ending was stupid, so therefore it kind of loses a lot of points. But the first time watching it, I thought it was a great movie. It's got that it syndrome. Yeah. So, I, I it's been a while since I've seen it because the ending did suck so bad. <laughs> up until then, it was, I was scared out of my mind because my fear of aliens and all things irrational. Uh... <laughs> It terrified me, so I, I really loved it. And then I watched it a few more times on like a home video when it came out, and it was still good. But just once you knew the whole time, it was like, ah, all right, stupid. Yeah. One trick ponies. I mean, I would put. I guess we might as well get to it now. Like, it would be his third best movie, and it kind of in the order as they were released. Um, that's how I would do it. I would do Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and then this. I believe that's the order they came out. Yes, that's that's right. And then after that was Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening, The Last Airbender, and After Earth. Yeah. And that one, The Visit. She was stinkers. I see. I liked Village. I actually really liked that. the Village. That's probably that's probably actually my favorite movie that he's done. Really? Yeah. Not the Happenings. Not the Happenings. Oh. Uh, he he has a very. What? No. <laughs> what? 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 No. <laughs> he has a very uh, dry, sober shooting style. It kind of appeals to me, and he really had that on display there in the village. Uh, and some a really good performance from Bryce Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard in that, and a really horrible performance from Adrian Brody. But <laughs> otherwise, that's probably my favorite of his. Pianist. Yeah, I really liked it. I but I would it would be that order for me. Like I like the he kind of steadily got worse until the village, and then he just went very worse. Um, yeah, I've heard the the new one that just came out. The visit is pretty good, but I don't know. I'm not gonna go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of lost me, but 
Anyway, back to science. So, this movie is about aliens and uh, crop circles. Mel Gibson is a, a pastor or a priest, a former one anyway. Former pastor, yeah. Uh, yeah, and his um, you kind of get hints that you know, he he was a man uh, a man of of God and has since stopped. And you find out throughout the course of the movie, his wife was killed, and so that's kind of why he lost his faith. Um, and so he's just going around raising his two bo- uh, just a boy and a girl with his brother, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, and the the kids that's uh, Abigail Breslin. And the other Culkin, yeah. the one with Jesse Culkin from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> um, who's Karen. who's the girl? Karen. What has she done? Uh, I'm trying to think. She done anything that you've seen, Joe? Uh, besides this. Um, All right. Well, what has she done that you've seen? Oh, okay. No, no, she was in Zombieland. Okay. She was uh, the other girl that wasn't. Uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, the other one. Alright, um, so just, the the little girl's creepy, she likes bringing glasses of water and like hiding them throughout the house. It's, this it's one's really contaminating. Yeah. Just leaves them wherever. Like, ugh. Which, I, yeah. now that my kids are, break, are drinking out of regular cups and stuff, that's a little bit better than them always bringing a glass or a plate to me when they're done. Here you go, I'm done with this. Just put it on the table. I don't care. <laughs> but no, every time. Sometimes I just shove it in my face. I'm trying to do something. Anyways. Maybe you... I can't wait to hear Lucas say it's contaminating. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, there's a monster in my closet or my room. So that was gonna say I think that's one of the very first scares and it happens pretty early on. Uh Mel Gibson's like lying in bed sleeping and he wakes up and the little girl's right in his face. <laughs> And That's there's a monster in my room. Can I have a glass of water or something like that? <laughs> he goes, there's no monster in your room, blah, blah, blah. Stop with the water. And he looks out the window, and there's a silhouette of an alien on the corn... What do you call it? The a barn? Barn, but with the... Corn barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not storing a corn si- in that thing. Silo. <laughs> silo, there you go. Silo. <laughs> And you just see a brief silhouette, and you oh, crap. And that's right there when my, my heart is like, oh, fuck this movie. I, I think the movie definitely missteps by actually revealing the alien really. Now, I'm going to talk about the silhouette uh, video. You think that was a misstep? Yeah, I think it was a little too early in the movie for that. And they freeze-framed it and everything. Yeah. It was cool. Like, in and of itself, like, it's cool. it was cool. But maybe just wait a little bit for the movie. Now what? You're talking about the this the video camera, right? The footage yeah. from down in like South America yeah. or whatever, yeah. or Mexico. Yeah. That was like over halfway through. It was pretty early in the movie. Nah, I think it's over halfway through. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while. But I know it was not too early. And I thought that's one of the scariest scenes of the freaking movie. No, it was it was cool, it's just too early. Too early. I I don't think it was that early. But that's right. Is it weird um, that a guy named Joaquin was uh, speaking broken Spanish during that scene? Yes. It was. It, it struck me as odd. I giggled. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> hey, Joaquin. Yes. 
Yeah, but his brother didn't speak in water. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> H. Didn't Joaquin Phoenix have like a different name when he first started out? And I'm actually being serious about this. Like he had another mythical like, bird. No, like it was Phoenix, but it was like Tad Phoenix or something. I'm making that name up. But... <laughs> Tad. He was born Joaquin Raphael Bottom. <laughs> All right. Anyway. No, seriously, um, Bottom. But okay, maybe his stage name then or something was. I, I thought I heard that the other day that either hit, maybe it was his brother had a weird name. Um, not that Joaquin Phoenix isn't a weird name. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, you know, so there's your first glimpse at something, but you see it so briefly. It's not you don't really know what you saw, but since you know the movies about aliens, you know you saw an alien. <laughs> um, they wake up. There's crop circles outside. Um, Yep, they don't know what's going on, and blah, blah, blah. There's news reports of crop circles popping up all over the world. Uh, more stuff starts happening, of course. Um, they have to go out at night and check, and the flashlight stops working. That's one trope that I hate in movies is flashlights never work. Well, what the hell? I just saw a movie the other day. What the hell was it when the flash? you got the flashlight out, and it just started... Flickering or whatever. I was like, oh my god. Well, they didn't. I've never had that happen before, ever. <laughs> they probably should have jacked off the light a little bit more. Serious. Give it more juice. <laughs> what did I just watch? I was seriously laughing because the first thing is that she pull it, pu- pulls it from the drawer and it's flickering and she's shaking it, and of course, it turns off. <laughs> anyway. It's like that, that recent uh, Geico commercial. The teenagers are running from the killer. <laughs> and the, the one girl says, let's get in the running car. I say, no, what are you, stupid? Hey, let's go hide in that shed full of chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it pans over to the killer, and he's just shaking his head. <laughs> uh. I'm pretty sure we discussed this the same commercial about a year ago in the podcast. No, I know. I know, I know we talked about it. <laughs> but it me again. All cyclical. It's in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Field and flow. Um, so then there's another reveal. You just kind of see like a foot in the field as he gets the flashlight back on. That scared the crap out of me. I believe it was a wooden leg. <laughs> could, could, could he bend it? <laughs> I don't think he could bend it. Could not bend it. <laughs> uh, so things are weird. They start picking up these weird signals on the baby monitor, which was kind of a cool little thing to have in the movie, the baby monitor. This is like old school baby monitors too. Yeah. This movie's only, what, would you say 12 years old? And mm-hmm. it's not the whole full digital, clear, picture HD display <laughs> of your baby. It's... It's just sound. It's basically a walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. I think they go. They were kind of on edge. Uh, so Mel Gibson takes the whole family in the town to get ice cream and dinner. And there's that creepy scene with the army recruitment guy. You guys remember that? Oh yeah, that and dude's got some weird eyes. Yeah, and he's talking about it's reconnaissance. They're just got. They're just checking us out and. You send in the rec- uh, it was just it was really creepy that guy. That, I guess that's the one thing with M Night's movies is he does mood. He does have mood really really well yeah. in his movies. He's, he's good at maintaining tension. Yeah. Although I I, yeah. I have not seen the happening, so I don't know. <laughs> that is not maintained well. No, but there's you know what I would say there's some parts of having it still he does have that mood yeah. of it. It's ridiculous, but he definitely like remember that scene where they go up to that house and. Stuff happens. I don't want to spoil it, but um, yeah, I don't spoil the happening. But yeah. 
Anyway, he does that really good. So they're in town. You just get this creepy vibe the whole time. Um, they go back, and I guess there's one time where there's one outside, and Meryl chases it. Meryl, being Joaquin Phoenix, it chases it around the house, and it jumps on the roof, and you kind of hear it on the, you hear the footsteps, and you still never see it. And then creeps, and then they're oh, and then what was it? Mel Gibson's walking down the street, and um, M Night. Is actually playing a character in the movie, and he's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they like water. I'm gonna go to the lake, and then right before he leaves, he goes, "Oh, by the way, I locked one of them in my pantry." <laughs> Very much, and then he peels out right after this. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool. Mel Gibson goes in there, and you can see he walks in. Oh, the tension is like so awesome. He walks in there, and he hears a little noise, and you see just like the silhouette underneath the door moving, and then it's moving, moving, and then he, then whatever's in there hears Mel Gibson, so it stops. And he's Mel Gibson gets a a butcher's knife and he's going over it and he's gonna go look under the gonna use the reflection of the knife to look under the door. And he's going slowly, he's going slowly, he's going slowly, and then he's like, oh fuck this, and he just leaves. And you're like, thank God. But then no, he comes right back, yeah. does it, and as soon as he sticks his hand underneath there, alien hand reaches out, grabs, reaches for him. Mel Gibson chops his fingers off and gets the fuck out of there. So, so to back up, like, holy shit, did that scene happen before or after the video? I don't remember. I want to say it happened... I want to say it happened after. I think they're really close to each other, but I don't remember what which was which. Because, I mean, yeah, at this point... I want to say it happens before, but I, I guess I really don't remember, because as it wraps up, you don't really know what's going on. And finally, these these news reports happen right as he's doing the finger chopping then they know it's kind of aliens because of the video and the hand reaching out and then that's when they all lock themselves then they board up the house remember so they know it's aliens at this point so yeah they lock they board themselves up Mel Gibson pretty much <laughs> I'll make you guys whatever you want to eat and everyone orders like steak and spaghetti and pizza and mac and cheese and he's cooking and He's trying to be a family moment, but he just gets all mad and starts yelling at everybody. Because I think they want to pray or something like that. And he's like, no, fuck that, we're not praying. You're yeah, and then the aliens start... The Dinner's ready! <laughs> Come and get your food! And then, um... He starts breathing heavy. Sudden... <laughs> he goes, Paul Gibson. Yeah. And Murphy uh, start... you crazy. They start, um... You hear the you hear him coming. That's like an awesome. Like I don't know if you can recreate the sound as it was in the theater at home. Just the the footsteps on the roof along like the patio. Like the, it's all wooden because it's a barn. So you just hear every little footstep as they're going around the house looking for ways to enter. It's marbles. <laughs> exactly. And then they. Uh, I don't know if anything happens upstairs. I think the doorknob starts turning or something. So they all go down into the basement. <laughs> and of course, the flashlight turns out again for some freaking reason. And as soon as he turns it back on, it, he shines it on the boy, and everyone's looking at him. He's like, "What?" And you really don't see it at first. And then all of a sudden, there's a hand on his shoulder, and it like it moves, and just I peed my pants. And uh, <laughs> the lights go out again, and then it wakes up, and he's having a, he has asthma, and he's having an asthma attack, and all his medications upstairs. So Mel Gibson is uh, going through some breathing exercises, trying to get it back under control. Uh, mm -hmm. 
they spend the night down there, they wake up in the morning, they listen to the radio, and they're saying, oh, they're all gone, everything's gone. Everything's fine. I don't know what happened. How are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all they all go upstairs, everything's destroyed, but everything looks fine and good. And, and then he comes back, and they go to get the TV to watch it, and the TV reflection reveals that there's an alien behind Mel Gibson holding the boy. And it looks terrible. This is where, like, you see it for the first time, really, in light and everything. And the alien looks just god-awful. Um, and he's got the, his the, little... The guy in the suit is acting the shit out of that role. <laughs> yeah? He's moving in... I think he's moving in a, in a proper fashion for something alien a little bit. They, they had to goal him up there. Well... Yeah, that was yeah. CG. I... Yeah, parts of it, but still, dude in the suit... I don't think it was a dude in the suit. Oh, I mean, I think he was the guy in a green man outfit, and they just put... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? I think it's too early to get any convincing stuff like that. Ah, uh, maybe. This is, Who knows? This is after, like, Star Wars, Phantom Menace and stuff. <laughs> of course they could do it. Yeah. It's after Golem, so I'm pretty sure he could have done it. Yeah, I don't think M9 has those kind of resources. This is AG. Well, this is why yeah. it looked like crap, but not like Golem. They have okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. Anyway, I guess the aliens have this little gas that they use to fuck us up, and he sprays it in the boy's face, and then throughout this whole time, the last random thing that Mel Gibson's wife says is swing away. Tell Meryl to swing away. Who used to be an awesome, like a college baseball player who struck out all the time, but he did hit home runs. And all of a sudden, that triggers into his mind. Like, hey, that's why my wife told me to do that. So he tells Meryl to swing away. Meryl just starts beating the alien with a baseball bat. <laughs> thank, thank God there's somebody around who knew how to swing a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> and there's glasses the odds everywhere because of her kid. Yeah, so because of, now this is where the glasses of water come in into play. When the alien falls down after one of the hits, one of the water's glasses spill on him and, oh, well, he can't handle water. His, like, skin burns off and then he beats him some more they pour more water on him and the alien dies. <laughs> Why didn't we come here? <laughs> well, three quarters of the planet is water. <laughs> it's in the goddamn air. <laughs> um, it falls yeah. from the sky. <laughs> they, were, they were like in Pennsylvania. It's not like they were in the middle of Phoenix. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's true. Like, the guys that actually lived in Phoenix were fucked. <laughs> Aliens have left every other part of the country yeah. except for the Mojave Desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Las Vegas has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Everyone will just hide out in the resort pools. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, to, to, what, to what you're saying about the enemy being stupid, so I, I've, I've obviously already given my thoughts on the baseball bat. This is basically a board with a nail in it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how we beat the aliens. <laughs> yep. Well, there's no nail in it. <laughs> well, I know, but it's that same concept. Well, I was going to say, it might as well have just been a board. Yeah. A bigger board with bigger nails. Yeah, it's just... Uh... Yeah. So anyway, Mel Gibson, as Meryl's beating the alien, he takes the boy, his son outside, because his son's brave, had all the gas. But his asthma kicked in, and therefore he actually didn't inhale most of the toxin. Um, the boy comes back, and then Mel Gibson realizes everything happens for a reason, and he now loves God again. As, as Joaquin Phoenix is beating that thing to a pulp in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, his wife died, so we can give Meryl him the message, to give Meryl the message to beat him, and the boy had asthma to prevent him from dying. So everything had its purpose. Um, it, was, it was like the no, 
There's like the silly hats club from Rejected. <laughs> yeah. He said the tinfoil hat, but the alien didn't have anything. Yeah. So Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix just beat him to death. So. Oh man. That's that's the, that's the story. Uh, the, all I really remember. Well, I guess I remembered a lot since I just said it. But the <laughs> the scary moments were the 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 thing and the silhouette at night, the leg in the cornfield, the arm on the boy, the hand underneath the door. The the door scene was really good. Mm-hmm. That that. Well, uh, because okay, that was more tension, where the other ones are just more like quick scares. Yeah, right? yeah that like, one has to build up. And then you actually get like the quick reveal with the reflection right closely and <laughs> he chops the fingers off yeah. <laughs> and you did mention it earlier but yeah the scene with the tv might might be my second favorite scene of the whole thing or just scariest moment where they're watching the video he joaquin phoenix locked himself in the closet watching the television report and where is it coming from i don't remember i know it's south, south somewhere south america i think it's brazil <laughs> okay I think they're speaking Spanish. They're though, speaking so Spanish. Not, Port- Portuguese. <laughs> and uh, move it, children, andale. <laughs> Vamanos. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's watching it, and you you see it's a kid's birthday party, and they're all the kids are looking out like the, the kitchen window or whatever, and then the dad or whoever's filming the birthday party puts the camera out the window. It's all shaky, and you're, you're just, and you're trying to keep focus, like your head moving with the camera and everything, and then just out of nowhere, the alien just like crosses really quickly. Um, you're like, well, who the fuck was that? Um, I guess it's goddamn chupacabra. That's who it was. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, chupacabra. Yes. Chupacabra. I, so, other than like the scary moments, I mean, I thought Mel Gibson was pretty good, and it's probably one of his last movies before all that crap happened with him. Right. So, I mean, acting wise. Let's see. So signs. After Signs was not a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he went nuts, and then... He was in... <laughs> well, he directed stuff, too, like Passion yeah, of the yeah, Christ. Yeah, and... he directed some stuff. But as far as acting... Apocalyptico. Um, yeah, nothing really... That was he did movie. that weird beaver movie, The Beaver. The Beaver. I think there's something wrong with The Beaver. And then Get the Gringo, and then Machete Kills. And then Expendables. Mm-hmm. Making a comeback. And then rumored to be in Machete Kills in Space. <laughs> Cheap as each. As long as there's no Jews in space. Whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Joaquin Phoenix was pretty good. I mean, his character was kind of a dumbed-down character anyway, but just him, he's being a creepy-looking dude to begin with to kind of fit the movie. <laughs> It's it's, it's always refreshing when he's not playing some creepy. <laughs> he's just a yeah. dude in this. I mean, it is kind of like a full house type moment where he is there helping his brother raise the kids because the wife's gone. Good, it but he's but he is pretty much also just like the third kid yeah, as well. The boy, like I said, the girl does all the memorable stuff. The boy, or the boy is the one that like reads all the books and stuff and says that. You know, if they come, it's only it can only be a hostile thing, and they'll be more technically advanced. There'd be no help, you know, nothing against them. We wouldn't have any chance against them. He just kind of reads all like the spooky, spooky molder stuff. <laughs> Wait, it turns out to be false. I don't think these aliens have the capability to even travel <laughs> down the street, let alone a galaxy to get to our planet. 
mischievous. I mean, yeah, in so retrospect, I mean, at the end, you find out how stupid they are. I mean, water, please. You're here. But <laughs> one alien trapped in a pantry? Come on. Yeah. You come from outer space and you don't pack a ray gun to, like, vaporize a wooden <laughs> particle board door? Clearly, they take extra damage from, from blunt weapons. From blunt, <laughs> well, from, blunt, from blunt and slashing weapons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, he takes a bunch of hits. I mean, Meryl breaks the bat over him before he finally goes down. So he, they seemed at least pretty strong that he couldn't have tried to, like, knock the pantry door down so, like you're so saying. They're, so they're, they're <laughs> tough, but other than jumping really high, do they ever do anything that's just superior strength? Not really. I mean, they're, they're kind of they, handsy, but... Maybe they can kick really hard. Well, not, but... <laughs> not against pantry doors. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Well, we said the movie's cheesy, and all of a sudden they started doing kung fu fighting out there. I think it would be even more well, cheesy. Well, no, well, I meant more like like a kangaroo would kick you. Yeah, if they can jump really high. Because, no, they have, they have like, the extra joints in their legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they could do it. I guess. And how come aliens ever wear clothes? Oh, they've evolved beyond clothes. Or, in this case, they're just too stupid to wear clothes. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all about it. Because they can't wash social, their clothes. Social... They get water on them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, they got a dry clean gotta, only. Yeah, dry clean only. <laughs> All right. So what's worse, aliens that come here and are get killed by water, or the ones that come here and die by viruses or bacteria? I know both seem pretty stupid reasons, but bacteria one of them was written like in the early 1800s. So what? Yeah. I mean, like in the War of the Worlds? Yeah. 1800s? What the hell are you talking? <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's when the original story was set, right? No. Oh, <laughs> it was like a radio hoax in the 19-whatever with no, Orson Welles. It was a book first. It was a book first, yeah. Look at this up. But I don't, it wasn't the 1800s, as far as I know. But it was in, in the olden, oldie times. Ye oldie times. Um, no, Alex, they're both Alex, Alex is actually right for once. Really? By two years. <laughs> oh. 1898. Yeah, see? 1800s. Late 1800s. So they're it makes sense that it's like, oh, the weakness in the aliens is our germs. Because I think there was a big germ paranoia back then, right? That's when people started using, like, dispensing paper cups and everything for public use. No. That's when they were still dumping sewage out the windows of New York. All the more reason to be afraid of germs. <laughs> I don't know, but at least it's more. It, that's a more definitely more sci-fi ending. Is that the germs kill them? Right? Mm -hmm. Like that is a very Twilight Zone-ish sci-fi thing. But they're both stupid. Like if you're like, this is an advanced species. It's coming. Like you know, can travel through space, and they don't have some kind of a Star Trek beacon to test the atmosphere for toxins. Yeah. <laughs> What's that big, <laughs> that big blue shimmering stuff down there? Water, our only weakness. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's I mean, go down there and engage every human in melee combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing too. Is it didn't seem like they had the numbers. Well, see, that's where that guy, that talk with the army guy, said this is like a reconnaissance mission. Is how he? I think that was. M. Knight's answer to that. It's like, why is it an Independence Day where they just blow so, the fuck out of it? So what made them decide 
So it must have been, they must have found the water and just ditched their scouts or something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe this was. That's Maybe they're not so stupid. They sent, you know, 200 aliens to go see if this planet's right for them, and then they fit. It wasn't. So, try Mars. I don't know. Like, if you think of it as a reconnaissance mission, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Was that but you would still think. Steam. Check it out. Okay. It's water. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So they can travel across the galaxy with the can scoop up some chemicals test them that, that's what I'm saying yeah they can do this they can't have a little Star Trek thing where they just test the atmosphere for maybe these guys were alien convicts and this is how they were certain of serving out their life sentences mm. yeah test the shit out for us and then if you come back alive you're free okay or maybe, or maybe it was like an Invader Zim type deal where they, <laughs> sent, where they sent the worst of the worst to our planet as a joke. Just to get them, yeah, just get them out of the way. It's like, wait, they're where? I didn't know there was a planet there. <laughs> it's full of what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got for this movie. I had, I have one little topic I want to talk about, but before we leave this, you guys have anything? I mean, it's I like it. I'm going to enjoy watching my kids watch this movie once. And then I'm going to enjoy watching them watch this movie again. <laughs> then I go, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you're going to run into the room in the middle of the night? Yeah. I am. Hey, I brought you a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is he with a new chainsaw and hockey mask? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just one, one thing to add, something that people don't talk about a lot, because they always rag on... Aliens and Night Shyamalan's directing or writing or whatever. I actually kind of like him as an actor. Like he always gives himself like these bit parts, mm -hmm. and it's usually they're usually pretty effective. Uh, yeah, except for the one where he made himself the greatest writer of all time to save the world. That was a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> La La Lady in the Water. Yes, even though it had uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in it, it was, and pig vomit. And Dexter. And what? Didn't did it really? Yeah, wasn't he the guy with the really buff arm? No. Isn't that isn't that Lady in the Water? No, that was El Rey that had the really buff arm from Planet Terror. Alright. I thought it was Dexter. Alright. I've only seen half of it, so it, it was one that's one of the few movies I stopped watching. Awful. <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean his scenes are just memorable in his movies. Although I don't remember him in Sixth Sense. Was he in that? I don't remember. Yeah, he was in that. I know he's in Unbreakable, and he's in Signs in the Village, and I guess after that, I don't know. He's in Sixth Sense somewhere. He's always in his movies. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of range, but he has a very, like, understated, just kind of, eh, let's go do this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad and humble. I mean, good that he's been humbled. Cause, I mean, he started out and they had Nick Spielberg title all over him, right? And you, you heard all these things about he had an attitude and everything, and he was kind of his ego was getting a little too big. But now it's like he's been so humbled that like they don't even put his name on movies anymore because they think that'll scare people away. Like if you watch see Visit commercials, there's no M Night Shyamalan's The Visit or from the maker of Sixth Sense The Visit. It's yeah. Let's just not put his name anywhere near this thing because he has turned into 
box office poison, I guess. And which is, I guess he's earned it. But at the same time, he did put out some really good movies. It's not like he was a one-hit wonder. So yeah, and he's getting his movies are starting to uh, get up to snuff again. I mean, from I, what I've heard, heard, yeah, the heard Devil was actually pretty good. It was okay. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't direct that. You you wrote it, I think, or just produced oh. it. But yeah, he was all he acted, but he uh, it was it was okay. okay. A.E. was pretty cool. I like After yeah. Earth. I've not really? seen it. Yeah, I. I've heard, I've heard, this is, you're the only person I've heard who's like. You're yeah. the only person I've heard that actually watched it. Oh. <laughs> so, because I didn't even know it was M Night. I was like, oh, this is a pretty good movie directed by who? Little Tibbet. Do you know that he wrote "She's All That"? <laughs> I think I did hear that. Yep. <laughs> That's how he got started, right? No, 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 no. He directed some like romantic comedy thing before Sixth Sense. She's all that. Is that what that is? I don't know. I've never seen it. Or... But um, I heard you that that's kind of one thing. the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> when she took out the glasses? Oh, man. <laughs> I just watched some show that I say like, that's like the easiest. It's either a horror movie or some like low-budget rom-com is how you kind of get yeah, your break. Yeah, I took, I took a, a screenwriting class a million years ago. And that, that's what the teacher said. Like, that's always the easiest thing to get in. Horror movies and romantic comedies. Yeah. Don't try to make Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For God's sakes, don't do a melodrama. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to make Star Wars again. Um, so, yeah. So, the one thing I just want to talk kind of one of our... We haven't done one of these, like, tangent topics. is like, alien, like, scary alien movies. Where, where would you rank this and what would you put with this movie? Um, and kind of like, I want to keep alien out of it. Cause that's, that's a whole other beast, Yeah, <laughs> but like aliens coming to earth, I guess, and doing stuff. Yeah. I would say maybe I would put this in league with the arrival with Charlie Sheen. Oh, I've never seen that. That I wanted to see it for some reason. I never got around to seeing it's that. It's all right. It's not scary. Is that where, uh, Charlie Sheen looks like, um, the dude from half-life? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Gordon Freeman. Gordon Freeman. Exactly like Gordon Freeman. Um, that one was okay. That that was more of a a thriller than horror, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be right. horror though. It but yeah, the aliens in that also also had the uh, the double jointed legs. Yeah, he jumped really high. And that came before, so I'm not Shyamalan ripped them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I went to one of those monthly conventions that they have at the Shrine Auditorium, and they had the the head puppet that they used in the movie for the alien's, like, skin flaps on the top of his head, and you can, like, move it around with the handles. It was pretty cool. That was very impressive. Anyways. So number one has got to be the Xenomorphs, like Alex is saying. The, from, from the first alien... I said that we can't count. Oh, yeah, didn't? oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I, I tuned you out. I was too busy thinking. Uh, so outside of the alien movies. That's too easy because that's like a different genre. That's a whole other thing. Oh, uh, The Thing. Thing? Okay, that would, I that still... would be my number one then. Yeah. That would be my number one anyways now that I think about it. But for me, okay, I agree and I love The Thing. It's still not what I consider aliens. Like In my mind, this is me just being weird. 
when I think of aliens coming down to like, you need a spaceship. Me, they're not going to come like that. They're going <laughs> to they're going to be like the gray. They're going to be like ET. They're going to be like um, predator. See, not predator either. I don't know why. I'm thinking more like fire in the sky and uh, uh, communion or. Uh, little, fuck. Little, I still haven't even seen little communion. Guys. Little aliens. Yeah. Like spaced invaders. Yes. <laughs> the coneheads. Coneheads. No, the cool. alienation aliens. Remember that TV slash movie? They like, yeah. they like to cat food. And, and the sour milk. They got drunk yeah. off the sour Gross. Have you guys seen Communion? I won't watch it. <laughs> I, I is that? I don't think I've seen that. I have not even heard of who's this. It, who's in that? I don't know. I've aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Actual aliens. <laughs> it was a book. My mom had this book, and the front cover just has an alien face on it, and it used to terrify me every time. And I'm I was in high school, and I would see this book, and I was like, God damn it, mom, put this thing away. <laughs> And there was a movie, and I remember seeing commercials for it, and I just like it just freaked me out, and I still won't watch it. It probably doesn't. It's probably not even scary at all, but yeah, won't watch it. This is my um, what's the movie I bought for you, Alex? That you won't watch? Yeah, <laughs> the audition. Yes, this is my audition. <laughs> um, Fire in the sky was fucking crazy. What about Starman? Oh. I just watched Starman for the first time. Not scary. But as I mentioned before, E.T. might be the scariest alien of all time for me. (laughs) You guys don't even know how scared I was of that fucking thing. You just mentioned his name and I wouldn't sleep for a week. Oh, God. Well, the communion uh, starred one Christopher Walken. No wonder. It's a mm-hmm. third encounter. Yeah. So wasn't there a movie that came out with um, Lilu, the Lilu, Close Lilu, Encounters Lilu of the what you pass? Yeah, of Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, or what was it? The uh, I, some recent, I forget the name of it. But... Yeah, I won't watch uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think it was yeah, the Fourth Kind. I think it was just called the, the Fourth. fourth. Okay, so we should we should have a movie night. We'll watch. We'll watch The Exorcist, Boo. and then we'll watch uh, The Communion. Nope. Dot com. I would watch The Audition over The Exorcist. That doesn't count. <laughs> hey, screw you, man. Hey, 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 Alex, the odds of an Asian girl killing you are way higher than the <laughs> odds of Satan getting you. I'm just saying. <sighs> I know. <laughs> They're not the same? Satan? <laughs> I'd be more afraid of audition. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Are we done? Anything else? Yeah. Scary movies. Aliens. Fuck them all. <laughs> That's what Kirk does. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a good policy. <laughs> so me and my oh, – I just remember this. Me and my uh, morbid fas- fascination with aliens. Like they scare me, but I was always the kid that would watch um, – Clo- not closing. What was it? UFO killer sightings? Killer or... clowns from outer space? No. Remember those shows? I think it was called sightings. It would be like shows about people uh, thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. saw aliens and stuff. They and always just... had those sort of like 
paranormal or they go back and forth between aliens or ghosts or whatever yeah and i think it was kind of they'd play it like after x-files or something it was something you know building off of the hit of the show he picked me up with his mind powers and shook me like a dog (laughs) and i I would always even though i was scared i'd always watch that stuff um so i bought an alien mask you guys have seen the alien mask that i bought (laughs) become your fear (laughs) exactly fear is the mind killer yeah and uh, one year we we were gonna make uh, me and my buddies go up to the cabin every once a year and we make stupid movies, <laughs> and we were gonna make a movie about aliens up there, and we did ha ha ha. And then one night I'm sitting on this chair and fr- freaking Eric put the mask on. I didn't know. I'm drunk, just kind of relaxing, having a good time, and uh, our buddy Tonga starts look. He's looking at me, talking to me. And he's like, hey, dude, what is that over there? And I'm like, what? And Rarick just has his face right next to mine with the alien mask on. <laughs> the girlish scream and the <laughs> ten-foot jump that I made was legendary. They'll never let me live it down. And it was so freaking scary. So, so, so this is when you were in your teens, right? Oh, uh, yeah, like 27. <laughs> <laughs> 28. Right. Maybe even into my thirties. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> oh my god! Punch Eric in the face. Oh, I was so scared, and I jumped. I mean, as soon as it happened, I knew what it was. But you know that initial startle, and once they, you know, I had a good time. They laughed. I took it and I hid it from them, and they're never going to see it again because <laughs> not going to happen. So when when it came time for fight or flight, uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, I flighted. Oh, speaking of aliens, uh, the Kroll aliens. Do we talk about them? I guess they're aliens, these... but they're not. The ones in the armor? Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy I... world with laser yeah, guns? Yeah, that didn't make much sense. And then I just heard one other thing with that mask. One of my Halloween parties, I, would, I had it out. It was like on the speaker or something. And Annie was scared of it. So she went, and I didn't know this, and she hid it somewhere. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. I mean, I knew it was gone, and I couldn't find it. Whatever. <laughs> like, like a month later, <laughs> I go to the – open the door where, like, the the furnace is to change the filter of the furnace. <laughs> and it's just there looking at me when I open the door. Oh, my God. That's that one of those knees buckles. falls on you, and the mask gets trapped on your face, and you can't move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Um, so the news, only news I got is that I guess they announced today that the or yesterday the trailer for the Star Wars movies coming out this Monday, the nineteenth. That's what I heard too. And um, so I guess it'll be yesterday by the time you download this. <laughs> um, I guess it's to coincide with the. Uh, advanced ticket sales of the movie, which I didn't even know movies did that. Like, you can buy tickets now, two months in advance, like it's a rock show or a, a ball game. Um, so, I guess it makes sense. You want to sell as many tickets as you can. They'll probably have more pre-sale sales and make more money than almost every other movie this year, except for like Lost World or something. But I that'll be interesting. I hope they don't show too much because I've already stuff's getting spoiled left and right with trailers and toys and books and stuff but lucas's own father (laughs) i'll watch it (laughs) 
I'm not gonna like pre-buy tickets though. That's a bit absurd. There, I vaguely remember reading something about how there was gonna be a big trailer to go along with Spectre. Maybe it'll be the same trailer, but possible. That comes out in November though, so I don't know. Yeah, Which... they'll probably play because. I've saw the, the whatever the teaser for Star Wars. I've seen it in like three different movies now. And same with the Batman vs. Superman show. They just kind of throw it on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome every time I see them. <laughs> Chewie, we're home. Chewie! We're home, Chewie! <laughs> Alright, that's it. Scott. Okay, uh, stop me if I talked about this last week. Uh, Hail Caesar? I think we mm-hmm. mentioned it a little bit. No, that was... I don't... The, uh, at the birthday party. Oh, yeah. Uh, new Coen Brothers. Looks really good. Uh, right up my alley, 1950s Hollywood. Any, any old Hollywood uh, is going to get me hooked. Uh, a lighter Coen Brothers movie, which Those is good. Those are the best. Because <laughs> I don't I mean, think I, I can handle dramas, another... But... Yeah, I don't think I can handle like another No Country for Old Men. Uh, I mean, this is really good, but I just can't sit through it again uh, so yeah that's that'll be on its way next year catch watch the trailer for that looks pretty good mm-hmm. um, Netflix <clears throat> on December 4th is going to have a very Murray Christmas I guess they got Bill Murray and he's gonna do like some weird variety show nice. bunch of celebrities uh, I color me interested uh, so I will be tuning in on the 4th Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else here? Um, so James Cameron, for a long time, has wanted to do Aquaman, B- Battle Angel, Alita. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's finally given up on that. The oh. word is that they're talking to Robert Rodriguez to take over. Ooh, that could be good. So we'll see how that goes. This, is, this feels like something we'll never get. I know it's too out there. Like they don't want to. Not going to spend a ton of money on it. Once it finds its quietly finds its way over to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fucking on. <laughs> uh, what else? So I was reading today that Mark Hamill. Uh, I don't know if this is new news, but. He vehemently denies the whole Carrie scene. Where he goes out, Carrie! According to him, he's saying, there's she, and gets cut off. With all the other noise, so it kind of sounds like he's saying Carrie. But he didn't actually do that. Uh, for my part, I'm just going to pretend that, uh, that he did Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. So, I can honestly say I've never heard him say Carrie. Really? I can... I can hear people with people told me that and you can kind of make it out to be that. I remember they told me that on like the Universal Studios tour or something. And sure, but I've never actually like legibly heard Carrie, but who knows with all the special editions of what he's changed it since the first time or any of that stuff. Or maybe just because Lucas hates Hamill so much for some reason. Maybe, maybe intentionally changed it so it sounded like a flip. <laughs> Speaking of hating on Hamill, did you hear all that crap that Anthony Daniels has been saying? This stupid prick. Like, by the way, if it wasn't for Jar Jar, 3PO would be the worst fucking character in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right fucking now. He's just like, oh, he's ripping on Kenny Baker. Oh, 
His name's in the credits, but he doesn't even show up. Oh, he's, he's the rudest person I've ever met. Um, Harrison dead? Ford, he did good with his life. Mark Hamill, oh boy, whatever happened to that guy? He used to be good looking, and now he's all fat and stupid. Like, he's just like ripping on everybody. Oh, the Star Wars, they've got to be all quiet, and he's just being a total prick. You sure he's not trying to be funny? Is he on a roast or something? No, I just I heard these through news reports, so I don't. I'm hearing it secondhand, so I can't say whether it was whatever. But fuck C three PO. Three PO, where could he be? Ooh. So to rag on Kenny Baker, to rag on R two fucking D two. That's like the one person you shouldn't be making fun of. He's your partner. Without him, uh, he's just jealous because he's a stupid golden rod. <laughs> Well, sometimes he doesn't understand human behavior. <laughs> nice. Put it on the board, Alex. Mm-hmm. You can put it on the board. Yes. All right, I'm done running. All right. Uh, and then finally, talk some literature. Uh, Boo. <laughs> so, Mark Z. Danielewski uh, wrote... That sounds made up. <laughs> Mark... <laughs> Z. Danielewski. <laughs> so uh, wrote, wrote one of my favorite books, or at least one of the books I've had the most fun reading with House of Leaves. Uh, I have yet to read that. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a read. And you actually have to read the book. You can't you can't do a digital version. Um or probably I the audio might be weird. I don't know if you could do it that way either, because there's all these weird footnotes and things that are in the book. It's very postmodern. Uh, but anyways, he hmm. has a new series of books that he started called The Familiar. And apparently they're supposed to be like getting in the 20s. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but it sounds interesting. It sounds weird. Um, so I'm going to try to get into that. Although I don't know how I feel about buying 20 more new books. Even if they are cheap. Oh, 20 books. I thought it was going to be set in the 20s. No, 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 no. That's right. I <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was no, like, why would that be bad? Yeah, yeah. So right now they're out. Uh, volume two is not yet out, I guess. But uh, and these aren't novella size, correct? They're all, they, well. They're short enough to to get power through them, I'd imagine. Okay. It's probably more like graphic novels, really, except without the graphics. Hmm. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. No, no pop-ups. No, no pictures. <laughs> but. Uh, but anyways, that's all I got. Real quick before Alex goes, did you guys hear about this new show that's coming out or already came out? Uh, it's like a cross between Vikings and Game of Thrones or something. My friend was telling me about this. Yeah. There's a show called Vikings that's supposed to be a drama. Yeah, no, but it's like a between like it's a mixture of those two kind of shows. There's a show about the Welshman, uh, something the something executioner the, that might be that. It said it's based off of a very popular fantasy set of the fantasy novels like Game of Thrones. So you guys don't know. All right, I'll find out. Mm. It's, it's occasional listener Jim. I don't know if he's listening to this now. If he's, if he has Colin, well, let us know. Well, the, like, well, there was there was news. You know the number. There was news. Uh, one of my favorite series. Uh, he's only up to book two though. Uh, Patrick Rothfuss did the Burger. Wise Man's Fears, uh, the Name in the Wind, and uh, the second one was Wise Man's Fear. Um, he licensed everything through Lionsgate. So whether they make a TV show or movie or video game or whatever, uh, somebody now has a license for all that stuff. 
It could be really cool. I recommend those books, by the mm. way, for anybody. Wait, Patch- the Last King, the Last Kingdom. The ki- they're called the King Killer Chronicles. No, but this is what my friend mentioned: the Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom. That's it's on BBC. Sounds very generic. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what to do with the Brits. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like the. Uh, <laughs> it sounded very condescending. Oh, with, it has with, to do with them. With the uh, like the Arthurian stuff, right? I guess it says adaption of Bernard Cornwell's Saxon stories. That is the most British thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the fact that his name is Bernard or his last name was Cornwell or Saxon. Saxons. <laughs> Just the whole thing is corned beef and hash. <laughs> anyway, I guess he said he's read these books or something. And he really liked them and he recommended the show, but I haven't. I thought you guys might have heard it since you guys. It sounds read. really familiar. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll be checking it out. Us, uh, Alex. Well, <clears throat> here's a name you guys probably haven't heard of in a while: Glenn Danzig. Danzig! He has a new album. Danzig in heaven. And uh, the cover to this album. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jeebus. It's just, it's it's Danzig. Just the top of his head, and you can't see anything else? <laughs> <laughs> is, he on, yes, Mostly. is he on a step stool? <laughs> you can't tell, is but. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister towering over him? He's shirtless, and he's got his. Big meaty t- Danzig tits out there. Whoa, 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 he's not wearing a shirt. I don't believe it. <laughs> and this, ah, uh, Danzig, we love you. And uh, this whole album is all just cover tunes from ZZ Top, Elvis, uh, Aerosmith, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> is this like when like Pat Boone started doing all the songs? <laughs> yeah, started going out there wearing the chain collar. Yeesh. So, take that for what it's worth. There's my tidbit. All right, nice. We only kid Danzig because we love him. Yeah. All right. I guess it's time for our Star Wars trivia. Trivia. Top five, five list. Five. All right. So this list will be our top five um, non-main characters, peripheral characters, or. Not, you know, not the top ten dudes. So, um, right out there. Hope you guys didn't pick Boba Fett because that doesn't count. Even though he technically is a peripheral character, he's been put too high on the pedestal, so he don't count. Oh, he's no good to be dead. Might. Huh? All right. Nah. So I have more than five, but nah. a couple of them are a couple of them are cheating um, or just jokes. Um, but number five on my list is I don't even know his name, but it's the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> Little chubby dude who's crying when the, when the Rancor dies. I always loved that as a kid. <laughs> so. I really wish while my kids were still had their baby chubs going that I would dress them up as a Rancor keeper for Halloween. <laughs> I missed my chance. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I still could. I can fatten them up. <laughs> so that's my five. Uh, Scott. My number five is the... And I, I will admit I did not know his name, but uh, I looked it up. And describe a little, we'll little trivia for you, okay? Yeah. Uh, well, this, this will be real quick. Uh, he has a pig nose. Oh, the Gamorrean guard? No. 
No, the guy. He doesn't, he doesn't like you. Um, I don't know. What's his name, Alex? Uh, I don't know. I just know Panda Baba. Ha! Uh, Cornelius Everson. Of course, Cornelius. Yeah. He wasn't in Planet of the Apes. I don't remember him. <laughs> so damn ugly. He doesn't like you. Or he was on Soul Train. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have a death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful then. You'll be dead. Pretty good, Scott. Yeah. Nice. You did me proud. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, this is a tough choice for number five, but I'm uh, I'm gonna say Biggs because a big scene was cut out for him. So. And that mustache is pretty epic. I'll give it Biggs. <laughs> and he's got like the skull stickers on his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he gets blown up. He gets killed. Alright. Um, go ahead, do number four. We'll snake order it. Alright. My number four is IG88. Really? Only because when I was, you know, some of the first, when I was a kid, first time watching the movie, so I thought he was just a prop. I was like, wait, that's a robot? <laughs> You're supposed to be, like, alive somehow? It's a robot. <laughs> Scott, you know who IG88 is? He's one of the bounty hunters. Yeah. Nice. He's just, like, Jinx. You know how, uh, I mean, they still do this in Mexico, but in muffler shops, when they've made, like, a man robot out of spare mufflers to get you to come in and check your muffler? No. Oh. <laughs> he always reminds me of those guys. Do you know the muffler man? The muffler man? The muffler man. <laughs> so, uh, I listen, and I guess I gotta, since we're doing this, we got totally gotta plug the show. Star Wars in character. If you like this kind of stuff, go listen to their podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. But when they did the IG-88 stuff, I learned that if you look in the scene where um, C-3PO is like in a bunch is in, in destroyed and the little Ugnaughts are throwing him around and Chewbacca's trying to get him, IG-88, you see his dead body in the background. Yeah, I did some that like, after listening to that. Yeah, like supposedly the backstory is... I mean, the story is they just put a prop there. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the expanded universe was that he followed Boba Fett there. He knew Boba Fett was smart, so he followed Boba Fett there, who was following them there, and then Boba Fett was onto him, so he just killed him there and just left his body <laughs> behind. That's pretty cool. I like that fact, sorry. Nice. All right, Scott? Uh, we're on our fours now? So it's gonna be yeah. Uh, fours, huh? This next character needs no description. Uh, and in fact, I don't think we should. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Nia Neb. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. It was yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Nia Neb. I'm just, just such a weird, down. just such a weird looking character who didn't ever get anything to say. He just, <laughs> he's just kind of there to look weird, but he was doing something really important. So I like that. He wasn't just like in the background; like he was actually an integral part of what was going on. Well, he says so he says, uh, "Then why aren't we getting a reading on the shields?" And he's like, "Maybe they're jamming us." And then Lando's like, "Why would they be jamming us if they don't know we're coming?" Oh, craft, pull up! We just take the them with us. He was the one who warned Lando. He gave Lando the inspiration. He was his muse. Uh, so, more trivia: what? Okay. What race was was he? Alex, Jeff, uh, the Nums. 
<laughs> so he's from Sullust, right? Is it Celestian? Yes. How did you know that? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Nerd. God damn it! Nerd. I knew that. No, you didn't. I, knew I know he's from Sullust. I didn't know that was the name of the the race, though. Yeah. What are the re- What are the reports of the rebels massing at Sullust? That's a line from the movie. Mm. All right. Um, number four is look at Lumpy. No, I'm only <laughs> Um, see, some of these are kind of. Eh. All right, it's got to be Uncle Owen, because uh, he's an asshole. Don't he's gruff, and he aged like eighty years in twenty years, well, or eighteen years. I mean, hey, life on Tatooine is rough. And he's farming <laughs> for I'm, moisture. They're farming so water, not so that he could splash it on his face to get hydrated. Well, they're farming warmer to keep water to keep the aliens away. That's what they're doing? Water is the essence of wetness, <laughs> and wetness is the essence of beauty. Did you know that the guy who played Uncle Owen in the the newer movies is like he's like famous now? He's in the, the Black Mass movie now, and um, not Johnny Depp, but Joel, Edger- Hed- Joel Edgerton. Yes, That's him. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> speaking speaking of which I. Did, I was going through looking some of these people. Uh, Rose Byrne. Yes. I did not remember her being in that, but she actually had a pretty big part, right? Yeah, she's her handmaiden in the second. Yeah. Uh, Do- not Dorme or something. Yes. And then uh, let's not. Kira uh, Knightley from the first movie. Yeah. Yep. Does she is she in the second movie? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and what's his and what's his face? The guy from um, McNutty from McNulty from The Wire, he's like in half a second of a scene where Anakin comes to say goodbye to Queen Amidala and or Padme, and he's like, "Anakin here to see boy here to see the queen," and that's like his only line. <laughs> There's lots of these guy people who've kind of turned around and become little stars since the prequels. Kind of cool. Um, all right, since we're snake ordering, it's my turn again. Um, I am. I'm combining because I think my one character is too big, but I'm still going to say him. Wedge, he's too big. I shouldn't count him. So then I'll use Porkins instead, who's also <laughs> too big. Whoa! <laughs> but well, I, I don't know if Wedge counts. Does Wedge count? He's yes, too big, Wedge right? Counts. He counts. He counts. All right. Sorry. But you know what? He's a dick. He's not doing the movie. He flat out turned him down to do these the new movie. Really? Yeah, maybe he was done. Maybe he's bent that they like credited him as the wrong person. Uh, was oh, that, this guy but... isn't big, so ooh, never mind. Wedge is the most important non-important character, or most <laughs> important out of the second-hand characters, I guess. I don't know. Blew up two goddamn Death Stars. Eh, he just took credit for the first one. He gave uh, Luke enough time. He took some bullets. Yeah, but he to the, couldn't do any more beams. good back there. <laughs> And uh, took down some typh- or some at-ats. And, oh, wait. Side alert. I play the Battlefront um, beta. Holy crap. I got to drive an at-at. It was awesome. <laughs> I was watching a video of that the other day. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. There's somebody playing Stormtrooper, I think. Is it the Luke thing? It's the Luke thing. Luke, someone's playing Luke Skywalker. He's running him down <laughs> with the lightsaber. He's pretty much fucked. <laughs> then he walks under an ad and it gets stepped on. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice, yeah. <laughs> the ad actually moves forward and steps on Luke's 
corpse again. <laughs> oh man, I, it's, if, it's freaking hilarious. If I was the one actually playing that stormtrooper, I would still be laughing right now. There's that one, and did you see the other one of a um, bunch of stormtroopers kill Luke, and they just like seven of them just start teabagging Luke, and because he need. <laughs> Because the superhero, the the heroes don't like die; they just kind of kneel down and eventually disappear. <laughs> and so he's just kneeling there, and you just see like eight stormtroopers just teabagging Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's cool. But yeah, that game, was, at least the demo, was very cool. I don't know if it's going to be keep my interest long enough, but at least the little bit I played, I had fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, Wedge, he's awesome. T- at at. Um, First Death Star, he was integral. It didn't uh, necessarily blow it up, but he saved Luke a couple times, gave him some room. And of course, in the third one, he's just as important as uh, Lando and Nine Numb, so there you go. Yeah. Third, Wedge Antilles. No question on the third one. He's, I'm already on my way out. Yeah. And you get to dance. He gets to dance. If you you got to go on the planet and dance with the Ewoks, and that means you're pretty important. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yep, yep. So, what if he got a little, right. got a little, uh, <laughs> a little tail? Yeah, oh. literally, literally, literally. I don't think Ewoks have tail, but they probably should. Oh, this is CGI tails on those guys, <laughs> like clip tails. Like they have long ones, but when they become adults, they clip the tails. Got got some Ewoks, <laughs> some Ewok cloaca. <laughs> All right, Scott, you're number three. My number three. Uh, again, I had to look this guy's name up. Uh, but I always thought it was a really cool character, and I was kind of disappointed that he kind of does one cool thing, and then you don't really see him again. Uh, give you a hint. He He's in Cloud City. Lobot. Yeah. Yep. Jeff got it. Nerds! <laughs> Yes. He's on my list. So, so yeah, Lobot. I always thought it was super cool, like obviously highly competent character that like you just – Lando sims it off to do stuff and he just gets it done. And he's obviously not afraid of the the Empire. At least he doesn't show that he is. So I always thought that was cool. And he was wearing Beats by Dre a long time ago. <laughs> yes. And, and he was a cyborg, which was awesome. He's like mm-hmm. the only one besides Luke, I he's guess. He's a cyborg? Well, Luke and Vader. He's got whatever. He's got the the mechanical parts. He got the implants. Okay. Maybe he's his species of aliens grow metal like that, so he was going bald, but he still had the side patches of techno hair. No, pretty sure they were implants. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and he had like he had a puffy shirt. Didn't his like he had one of those shirts where like where his wrists are? It's all puffy. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of pirates over there at Cloud City. Yeah, Lobot's cool. Just that one scene where he's just kind of sitting there with his eyes closed and then Lando like texts him and <laughs> he opens his eyes. Damn it. He's using his eye watch. <laughs> that was pretty Yeah, Lobot. Lobot's good. All right, Alex. The My, number three is... <laughs> My number three is largely <laughs> due in part because of uh, Robot Chicken. God bless him. But Prune Face. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I never recognized him until the robot chicken thing. <laughs> I never I saw him in the background. It's like, oh, those guys with weird, like, um, 
Obobo type heads from <laughs> Double Dragon. They had big misshapen heads, and one of them had an eye patch. I was like, oh, how'd that guy get that eye patch? <laughs> Thought they were cool. Yeah. All right, your number two. My number two is, God bless him, an Empire. Just that random stormtrooper that actually hit Leia in the shoulder. And then he gets killed oh. immediately. Hits Leia in the shoulder. Oh, not Empire, in uh, Jedi. Oh. Okay. Not only does he hit Leia, but then he gets shot right afterwards, and then Han Solo gets the cup of feel. It's true. <laughs> he grabs her boob and goes, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the very few stormtroopers that actually hits one of the main characters. But I don't have to kill That's him. Tr- yep. That's true. Not enough. The only other worst shot, though, is that it wasn't a stormtrooper. The dude on Java's barge who's <laughs> point blank with Luke and shoots him in his hand and just 10 <laughs> feet above his head. Well, like, he's very afraid of that lightsaber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice. All right, Scott. So my number two. Um, this this kind of goes along with what Jeff was saying. He might be too big of a character. But fuck it, I'm doing it anyways. Salacious uh, Grub. So, trivia. What is Admiral Akbar's first name? Gail. Spell oh. it. G A I L. I don't know. Ah, G I A L, idiot. Stupid. <laughs> uh, I think right, this is why you should listen to Star Wars in character. I've learned all this these <laughs> names and stuff from these yeah. guys. See, see, yeah, another. Kind of along the lines of uh, Nianum. He a really important character. He's obviously got a really important role, but he basically shows up to be like, oh, it's a trap. <laughs> Very important role on the internet, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the internet would be without, without Emma Akbar. Yeah, I know, seriously. But uh, yeah, it was cool. Like they could have they could have just had some human doing it, but no, they got this guy in the weird fish costume. And he's an admiral. He's an admiral, um, and I was looking at his backstory, and he actually, I guess the 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 the, the calamari, which by the way is so stupid. Yeah, I know <laughs> the mon calamari. Uh, they they were slaves of the empire, but they broke free of the rebellion. I guess they're the ones that supplied all the giant, or like all the really big ships in the fleet. Yeah, the ones that have a lot of uh, curves and circular shapes to them. Those are all mon calamari ships. Yeah, so without them, they wouldn't have had much of a fleet, I guess. Yep. True. It's true. He also invented the B-Wing. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, he's cool. I, I, Someone said this the other day, and it's true. It kind of sucks that everyone only just knows him from his, it's a trap line. He, he's, he's way more than that. He's so cool. And I liked... Well, this is going on. Like, he was just in it, like, for... Not that long, but he is such a huge character. Like, yeah, he definitely falls into this category, I think, because he's not in it for very long. But everybody knows who Akbar is, and you you don't question why there's some squid leading the yeah. rebellion. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> right? he does. He, 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 I mean, yeah, they. I guess there's a lot of people to blame for them falling for the trap, but he manages to keep the fleet together long enough for them to shut down the generator, for them to actually well, do he something. Wants, technically, he wants to leave. It's Lando that wants to stay. Around. Might just take a few of them with us. But he listens to people, so I mean that's a good thing. He does. Uh, he takes. But he still keeps concentrating your fire on that super star destroyer. <laughs> he said that, and then David Bowie flies his A wing right into the bridge. David Bowie. Indeed, looks like him. 
thought it was Devon White. <laughs> no, that's the guy who goes, she's going to blow. <laughs> Man, we ain't found shit. Okay. All right. My number two, because you stole him with Lobot, I'll pick somebody else. Um, Hi, Bot. Will Rowhood. <laughs> the epitome of a peripheral character that somehow people, this is the most ridiculous character of all time, but it's awesome. Ice Cream Man. <laughs> does he have Does he have an action figure? Yes. Right. Then it counts. It counts. <laughs> If you don't know who Will Rowhood is, look him up. He's pretty much the most important person in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> he is. The last surviving ice cream maker. <laughs> he looks like Neil deGrasse Tyson. and um, he, uh, he's, yeah. he's got a metal thing, too, in his head. I, don't, I think it's just a communicator or something. I don't think it's Lobot integrated. I don't know. He's freaking the best character ever. <laughs> just He's not, but the stories that everyone come up with for him, and the fact that they love him and, like, you, you see, like, at Star Wars conventions where everyone, Will Rose runners or whatever, and there's, like, just, like, 20 dudes dressed up with orange jumpsuits and ice cream makers just running through the convention. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, so that's my number two, and my number one is Greedo. Um, this kind of goes back to what I said last week with the first alien popping his head up. Greedo is the real first alien you interact with. Um, I guess maybe Ponda Baba would be. I don't know. But just that whole, just kind of, it's so Star Wars when you see Greedo and the whole thing. Um, and the original version is just his stupid snout going up and down, which is, I don't know. It's awesome to me now. I'm sure if I saw it for the first time now, I think it's terrible. But back then, it was awesome. And mine is still awesome. Um, yeah. And just, Greedo and the whole Rodian race. Whenever you play a video game, there's always Rodian characters, and they just because you always seen Greedo, even though it's not. Like I remember playing with the Jedi Knight games or the Dark Forces games, and there'd be Rodian. It's like, oh, it's Greedo. I'm gonna get to kill a bunch of Greedos. <laughs> just yes, I bet. Every time I kill one, yes, I bet you have. <laughs> Bam. Did they shoot first? I shot first, motherfucker. <laughs> um, that's it. All right, Scott, you're number one. My number one, uh, I'm not going to do the honorable thing like Jeff did and pick another one. Uh, so I'm going to go with one that was already taken and go with Wedge. Uh, we already talked about him, but the only person in the entire galaxy that's got two Death Stars stamped on the side of his X-Wing. He only earned one, though. Typical white man. I'm just saying that guy's pulling down more tail than, <laughs> Solo? than anybody. Well, because Hansel was taken at that point. Where oh, uh, Jedi, his, yeah. His wedge is free to to go to go hit up all the bars in the galaxy. Yeah. Well, that's why they call him Wedge. Whoa! <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Those hilarious. This came out years and years ago now, but the the Facebook pages, yes. you know, the Star Wars characters. <laughs> they they talk about all the people in the, the X Wing squadrons getting together for a reunion <laughs> and <laughs> Wedge chimes in and says, Oh sorry guys, I was gonna go, but now we gotta bail. <laughs> Luke says, Classic Wedge. <laughs> yeah, that's gold. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get out of here, Wedge. Sorry. <laughs> and he flies off. Yep. 
You get a kamikaze into like a TIE fighter or something. Hey, speaking of that, so the end of I don't know if Scott I'm, probably doesn't. Alex might know. The end of New Hope mm-hmm. blows up the Death Star, and then they show like four. They show the the Millennium Falcon. I think at least two X wings, which would be Wedge and Luke. And there's like a Y wing and something else, right? Who the hell is in that Y wing? Why do we never hear about this guy? There's more than just the three ships flying away. Yeah, Pay that much. Yeah, probably some straggler. <laughs> mm. Some draft dodgers kind of coasting <laughs> up there. You're running some interference somewhere else or something. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Alex, number one. Well, my you took my number one with Wilbur Hood. I love that guy. But <laughs> so instead of Wilbur Hood, I will uh, pick the only other character, the only character I think in the Star Wars universe that uh, has a nip slip, and that's the uh, Twi'lek dancer at Jabba's palace. She does. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot her name. I used to know her name. Shit. Greeny McCotts. Yep. Oh, I think you should you're not going to pick um, Elon Slee's Bagano? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sure I don't like that guy. Come on. This goddamn mouse. <laughs> Anyone want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> not Jeff. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, Boss Pass. Me so like it is. I try to come up with one prequel character and they're just... I don't like any of them. Would you would you consider I almost I thought about Darth Maul. Yeah, I thought about him too, but he's like Boba Fett. Yeah, he's too That's big of a I, character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking of um like more than like, like Jango Fett too, but he still seemed kind of big and what? uh Kid Fisto. <laughs> Kid Fisto. <laughs> I actually like Kid Fisto, I think. Wait, is he the squid-looking yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like him. No, the... Because uh... I know nothing about him. It's kind of like Boba Fett. The guy, like, the really weird-looking face, and he's got, like, the metal faceplate Jedi. He, like, gets oh. killed in the ship yeah, during yeah, yeah. the... Um, I know who he's talking about. That guy looks cool. Yeah, he didn't say anything, so I can't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, didn't read any Lucas dialogue, so therefore he's all right in my book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another borderline one would be that the, the bounty hunter who tries to kill Padme at the beginning of the second one. Um, the, the changed worms. girl. I don't know. Yeah. But I just thought that... I like that scene. Most people don't for some reason. I do. I don't know why. I like that scene when they're flying through the city. Well, the chase also, is kind of cool. I like that. Also, holy shit. How How is those changeling people have not taken over the whole entire galaxy? <laughs> if they can just look, what it, look like other people. Just saying. Yeah. I agree. All right, we're getting one. We're one week closer to the Force Awakens, and now it's time to end this episode. But before we leave, we got to talk about next week. And next week is our one hundredth episode. We would like to thank all five of our listeners, or the one guy that listens five times every week. We don't know. Yes. Thank you, Mister William. So we're going to do a little, a little something different. We're going to try to like do a little bit of trivia with each other. We're going to kind of cross over some movies, just throw out a couple movies and try to cross them over on the fly. We're going to try some stuff. We'll come up with ideas. So we won't be doing a specific movie, 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of the plan. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, if you uh, guys have any suggestions, hit us up on Facebook for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, use it, fuckers. Yeah, so, so if any fans like felt like we fucked up anything in previous episodes and you want to hear us go over it again. Yes, yeah, submit or a soundbite. Or if you disagreed with us, uh, let us know. We'll try to try to rectify the situation. Yeah, submit a soundbite of your favorite moments. <laughs> Just talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back. We're going to try to get some of our um, more common guests. Try to get like Wade and Matt and Brian and Mike. So people, see if we can get them all together. It might be a big show. See if we can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the big show. Fun. Um, so yeah, and we'll do a, we'll, you want to do a Star Wars list for that too? We'll just do a bunch of lists. So I guess we won't, we'll, we'll save, we'll save, we'll do, we'll save. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Top five worst list from Alex. <laughs> Screw you, man. There's a ton of gadgets. I seriously, Alex, is like binoculars. The floaty training droid? It's a droid. It's not a gadget. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Where, gadget. So R2-D2 is a gadget then, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that guy's, he's got AI. The little so droid doesn't it, have AI. Yeah, it does. It moves around on its own. It dodges. Oh, that's VI, fool. It's no, called no, no. a droid. You even call it a droid it's when a, you said it's it. It's a training ball. <laughs> Dr. Ball. ball. Yeah, does Dr. Ball count? Yeah. <laughs>